straight from the unemployment line. It is the Unemployed Sports Report. I am your unemployed sports reporter, Shay Omanera, and joining me for the second episode in a row. He was formerly known as the king of kickball, but now he is your local Uber driver. He is Christopher Manuel, or he could go by Chris. What's up, y'all? I mean, <laughs> you're not going to give anybody a discount, like to ride Uber. Like, you, you know, after someone listening to this podcast, they might need an Uber back home or an Uber somewhere else, you know? Let me uh, get my bearing straight on this because, you know, this is like my second uh, week at this this Uber venture. This is how we're going to fund the, this podcast empire going forward. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Well, seeing where it goes, we are seeing the <laughs> Eastern and Western Conference Finals pan out. And both series, well, both series, I think I'm seeing a little bit clearer how it will end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for uh, Cavaliers and Celtics, Cavaliers, well, actually, I'm sorry, LeBron versus the Celtics, I mean, and <laughs> LeBron just can't beat really? the Celtics. What about Kevin all. Love? You don't feel like Kevin Love is? Like I'm saying, LeBron and the Celtics. <laughs> I feel like the Celtics or the uh, Cavs are giving the Celtics a discount on the um, Eastern Conference Championship, basically. So They, got, they don't have Kyrie Irving. Nope. They don't have Gordon Hayward. Don't and need them. Their their best player who, who their best player is Al Horford. Al Horford right now at this time, or is it former uh, Atlanta Hawk? Or is too. it the coach? Um, oh, oh, actually, yeah, we, you're right. Can that, we actually give it that, to the coach? On, yeah. Honestly, Brad Stevens, he shouldn't even been the coach of the year candidate. <laughs> he should be an MVP candidate. <laughs> like, like for real. How he make, he always makes the best out of every single player he has. I first saw this when he was the coach of Butler, mm-hmm. which he also had Gordon Hayward on that team, right? And he brought them to the national championship against Duke, which they unfortunately lost by a shot. But Butler going to the national championship—that's unheard of. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of coaches, I mean, I, I'd love to just elaborate on Brad Stevens, but uh, I, I got to get this out the way: Is Tyron Lue done after this season? Tyron Lue is uh, is he he's, the, is he's he the trash. coach? Is I'm he sorry. the coach now? <laughs> is he the co- was he ever the coach? <laughs> All I see in him was the backup point guard I saw in him when he was in the L.A. Lakers. He's a backup. The coach is LeBron James. Okay. That is the coach. If he was a coach, then Jordan Clarkson should be playing. Why is Jordan Clarkson arguably your third best scorer on the team? Not even playing. Why did he have a DMP slash CD? Yeah. Why did he have that? That is a very good question, especially given that they specifically went out to make this trade and pry him from Los Angeles and actually part with assets in order to make this thing work. If you and- really think about it, they really just traded Kyrie Irving for Jordan Clarkson, Larry <laughs> Nance, and, well, a first-round pick, which turned out to be the eighth pick in this draft from the draft lottery. Right. But, I mean... So this is what you trade Kyrie Irving for. This actually, in my opinion, it reminds me a lot of the first time uh, when LeBron went to the finals and uh, he or he left after the they lost him. You know what I'm saying? Because Cleveland ended up getting that high draft pick. They had those two draft picks in the trade, and you know LeBron yep. left the next time. And you know it, it, it's eerily similar to 
that time period when um, Cleveland or when LeBron last left Cleveland. So I kind of feel like this is a precursor to LeBron's future in Cleveland. Also, I mean, well, LeBron, well, they didn't get any draft picks for LeBron. It's just ha- they happened to be so bad when LeBron left. They had two number one picks oh. consecutive <laughs> years. So one was Kyrie Irving, the other was Anthony Bennett. So if they didn't flop on Anthony Bennett so bad, they probably would be doing better right now. Really? So you could look back to that one draft where they drafted Anthony Bennett. And that is the reason why they're playing so bad right now. Because, hey, Kyrie Irving left. But if they would have drafted someone better in that draft year instead of Anthony Bennett, Mm -hmm. they would not be where they're at right now. But, I mean, did you you know that Anthony Bennett was going to turn? Oh, I knew Anthony Bennett was going to be not not a number one. When, When Anthony Bennett got drafted... It um, like number one. We were all in shock because look, I I saw Anthony Bennett. He's a good hustle man. He That's is. what he was in Cincinnati. He was just a good hustle man. I just wanted him. I, he was, I cheered happened for him. to be overweight as he, well. He had that kind of like that that just demeanor that you wanted to see him succeed. You know, and they just dogged him out. They love to just dog out number one picks I mean, and they're quick to call him a bust. Was, it, no, it was all on Anthony Bennett. He wasn't skilled enough to be in it. Well, he was skilled enough to be in the NBA. He wasn't fit enough to be in the NBA. Okay. And so he was an undersized big man. I don't, you don't draft undersized players who who is not Charles Barkley as a number one pick. Yeah. Well, we're all off topic. I'm, I'm bad. I didn't mean no, to get I'm, us. No, that, that's on topic. I did not mean to get us no, over here no. where we're, we're not even talking about the finals no, and everything. No, that, that is on topic because this is the reason why Cavaliers are getting kicked by the Celtics right now. And and, and honestly, they could get swept. But they could get like LeBron. LeBron doesn't even. He looks so nonchalant in the press conferences. He's joking. He's showing his reciting his memory of a of a play. I don't know why ESPN. Wrote, they they made it seem like it was the most fascinating thing ever. Like yeah, it was fascinating. But like I saw it like on every news outlet, every social media post. Oh, can LeBron recite this? Can LeBron recite that? Did we forget Celtics just beat them by like almost twenty points that yeah. first game? Well, you know they're in bed with LeBron, basically, so they have to give him as hey, much. Prob- okay, let's not slander them too much. I'm still trying to get a job with them, but I mean. Okay, I'm sorry. You can assign that comment to uh, Chris Manuel, the Uber driver, <laughs> ex-king of kickball, whatever. <laughs> but what does this Cavaliers need to do to win? Well, just the game. Just well, the game. I mean, they're... <laughs> That's a tough question. I mean, they're going to have to get a new coach, but I don't think they can oh, do yeah. that between here and there. Um I mean, they their roster really isn't built to compete with one. I mean, you see the Celtics have been able to play exceptionally well. They're playing great basketball, like a, the kind of basketball I like to see. And, I mean, we, we've got to give a lot of props to, um, you know, the the um, players that have been on the Celtics that are that are still playing, that are contributing right now. You mentioned Al Horford. Yep. Uh, last, you know, last time we talked, you mentioned Terry Rozier. Then Scary you've got Harry. the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got the um, draft pick. What's his name out of Duke? Why Jason, can't I Tatum. Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum, who honestly is probably okay. So you want to give like some people say you give the rookie of the year to Donovan Mitchell. You could, in my opinion, give it to Jason Tatum. I mean, also. it's Ben Simmons to me, but some don't, people don't think he's a rookie. No, like I mean, he's still he's technically still a rookie. But if I say if Jason Tatum was on a team with less talent. He will be over Donovan Mitchell in the Rookie of the Year race. Okay. Because he's the best rookie from this class. Yeah. From this current class. He's the best rookie. And he came out of nowhere during the tournament when he was playing with Duke, in, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Like, well, I was I was hearing all about, um, you know, all types of players. 
And then all of a sudden in the tournament, you saw how well he played. He just knew he had that NBA talent. Well, I won't necessarily. He didn't come out of nowhere. He was still like one of the top prospects, but right. I mean, was, like in my went from uh, my perspective. Oh, right, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh Jackson. He was just the first. He was the top rated small forward mm-hmm. from that class before the tournament started. Right. But then and Jason Tatum. He was actually kind of underperforming. He was actually kind of playing under his expectations during his freshman year before the tournament. But then during the tournament, we saw his potential. We saw his defensive potential. We saw his ability to create shots. He didn't even have a three-point shot back then. Right. He he developed that one this season. Yeah, but we saw we saw the potential of Jason Tatum. I saw another Paul George when I saw him at Duke in, during the tournament. And this Jason Tatum, with that three-point shot he has... The sky is the limit on this guy. Like, I could literally see the next Paul Pierce and Jason Tatum. I agree. Um, I'm, and all, what I was saying is, like, when I was watching during the tournament, you know, like, I, I, had, I, I didn't pay a lot of attention to Duke, one, because they're just annoying, in my opinion. And I just love to see them lose. But he actually made me kind of respect Duke and want to cheer for them. Yeah. And uh, w- when you're watching him play, you just knew he had that NBA talent that uh, was going to translate very well to the NBA. Uh, it's sad so many teams passed up on him. But, hey, more props to the Celtics and Danny Ainge. And, you know, it's funny because Celtics had the number one pick. And they could have drafted Markel Fultz. But what they did instead is they traded with the Sixers. So Sixers had the number one pick. They drafted Markel Fultz. Right. Celtics drafted Jason Tatum, which many people should have thought they should have drafted Josh Jackson because he was still the number one rated small forward. Right. But look at Jason Tatum right now because, like I said, in my opinion, Jason Tatum from that 2017 NBA draft class is the best rookie from that class. So far. Donovan Mitchell is number two. So far, yes. So, so far. far. So but far. to me, he's looking like the runner. To me, I can't see in five years who's going to be a better rookie. Probably Donovan Mitchell. That's the only rookie I see that could be better. Even Probably Markel Fultz. I don't see Lonzo Ball. Well, being. you know, we. I, I'm not counting out Josh Jackson. Uh, I, I like his game a lot. Uh, I think he's going to do I mean, he's he's got the greatest opportunity in Phoenix, in my opinion. Like, who else is on that roster to stop him? And then they've got the number one pick. Um, likely going to be DeAndre Ayton, in my opinion, would you say? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Or Luka Doncic. Okay, or Luka Doncic. Uh, that, that could be the case also. So either one of those two players, who I think are highly rated, um, having Josh Jackson to be able to play off of that along with, um, what's the name of the shooting guard? Devin, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, right. My, my bad, you guys. Oh, you, I'm no, you operating good. off a few hours of sleep. We, we so, are off the dome right here. So, like, if they figure out how to play really well with each other, they're kind of in a weak, uh, comp, not weak conference, a weak division in the Western Conference right now. So, you know, give him some time. I think Josh Jackson could contribute. And, oh, Josh you know, Jackson. Definitely, I he think was, he's in a good he was situation. He's averaging nearly 25, 5-5, like during that last month Absolutely. before the season ended. Josh Absolutely. Jackson still has a lot of potential. Absolutely. But just Jason Tatum, I just think he's just going to be on another level. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I might see Lonzo Ball get to. He might be a superstar. I'm I'm not I'm I'm on the minority in that Lonzo Ball train that he's going to be a bust because I don't I don't see that from Lonzo Ball. It's just he he plays the type of game which is kind of hard to translate in the NBA. His type of game being the pass first point guard takes time, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be he's not going to come to the NBA and light the world on fire. I mean, Jason Kidd struggled during his rookie year. Gary Payton struggled during his rookie year. Yeah. So I still see Lonzo Ball being that star. It's just. If the outside distractions, as in his family, 
is going to stop him from being a star because if Lonzo Ball is really serious about trying to get uh, his not-so-good of their sons, Leangelo Ball and Lamella Ball on the Lakers, that's going to be a tough time because I do not see the Lakers letting those players on the team. I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, I think we should see where it goes. I, I, from what I've seen from Lonzo Ball, I mean, he played about as well as a rookie can play without being like, you know, with minus being what like a factor in the team, minus being one of the top players, like I, from what I saw, I think he did as what you would expect from a rookie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he overachieved necessarily, underachieved. It's just more the expectations. All of on that hype, right? Ridiculous. Exactly. He was just way overhyped, and uh, and then all of this attention around his family. Whatever. I, I don't think he's concerned about. I that. mean, it's like because of Levar Ball. Everybody wants to hate Lonzo. Yeah. So they'll find one bad game and they'll they'll magnify it. Like they'll make it like, oh, he's gonna be a bust. He yeah. can't shoot a jump shot to save his life. He is gonna be a bust. I like his but, jump uh, shot, by the way. Like I hope they don't change it. Uh, that jump shot. No, nah, that to jump stay. shot needs to change. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you that that jump shot. Like players have already figured out he can't. He can't drive right and pull up. He can only drive left and pull up. I'm just saying, I like it. I mean, it's it's ugly, but it's beautiful. I it's mean, like a Picasso. Thing. It's unique, yeah, it's unique. <laughs> but if he wants to succeed in the NBA, <laughs> scoring, he has to change that. Gotcha. And then uh, Markel Fultz, I still see possibly a superstar in him. I, I needed that April sample size of him coming off the bench. I saw spurts, even one game against the Cavaliers yeah. during the last games of the season where nobody on the Cavs could guard him, even though I don't think that's saying much right now as we're looking at the Cavaliers-Celtics series. Cavaliers can guard anyone at all. Pretty so, much, well, I right. mean, Markel Fultz, he has that. He, he reminds me a little bit of James Harden. He just has that ability to slash where you can't really stop it. He's not extremely athletic, but he's just so silky smooth. Yeah. Uh, I like that about him. I'm anticipating, and, and we'll have to figure out a way to incorporate this into either the next show or the next show after that. I can't wait for a summer league. I think that's where we're going to see, like, because, you know, summer league has just gotten better and better in the NBA yeah. to the point now where they've got every team going to Vegas this year. So I, I anticipate we're going to see some great basketball, you know, compared to previous summer leagues and summer league is always kind of fun so i'm looking forward to seeing Fultz. i'm looking forward to seeing the another a number of other second players uh second year players and uh it, it should be a lot of fun i think that's going to be something we'll have to look out for hey if anybody wants to sponsor a trip to las vegas so we can get out there and see the summer league you know we broke you <laughs> you want to hear your uh unemployed sports report talking about summer league holla at us you know we got to get that working all right, so let's get back into the series. Yeah. Um, do you see this being a sweep? I don't. I Actually, if we did the show when Celtics were only leading 1-0, I still would have said Cavaliers are going to win in seven. Well, I would have said LeBron would have won in seven. Yeah. No, but, I, th- I think the Cavaliers are checked out, uh, to be honest with you. The, outside of Kevin Love, who, you know, he's, he's a good stat stuffer in my opinion, but he's not much of an impact player anymore. He's contributing like boards, you know, blah, blah, blah. But his, he's a glorified three point his statistics aren't really, you know, any kind of uh, meritable. They're, they're not really contributing that much. They're not making an impact. So outside of LeBron James, you've got a, a group of other young people, a uh, group of other young players who I wouldn't be surprised if they've kind of checked out, you know, they're already two down. Let them lose the third game, they're already making vacation plans. And then you've got J.R. Smith, who I think his future in the NBA is, you know, is probably done. 
He he gets shots of Henny, but he can't get shots of, of <laughs> basketballs anymore. And he's over here, you know, being a knucklehead. He he still can't. At at what? How old is he? Thirty. Hold on. I say like he's thirty one, thirty two. Yeah. He still can't shake that uh, attitude, knucklehead kind of uh, stigma that has followed him throughout the career. And, and you know, you're in your twilight of your career. Uh, you're here in the finals. It, it it almost seems like he won his championship. He's done everything he came to do. He's just out here collecting checks. So it's to be honest heavy. with you, yeah, we we don't have like I don't see a team being like, yeah, um, we'll go ahead and sign you. Especially if LeBron leaves Cleveland, where is he going to go? People are ready to move on. This is not how I saw Jr.'s career ending, especially when he uh, had that dunk. When he was back when he was with Denver, and it was like towards the beginning of the season, Jump is a player that oh should my be a superstar, right? With the skill set he had, but just never became a superstar. Yeah. At least an all star, just contributing to the stigma of uh, high school players outside of the or playing in the. Oh, NBA. He, believe me, he was one of the reasons why he didn't win in Denver. <laughs> believe me, he was one of the reasons. Shame, shame, shame. So, uh, yeah, LeBron is not going to beat the Celtics at all. No. I remember I, I called it I called it Cavaliers LeBron because it doesn't do justice LeBron James. So we're not going to Cavaliers. we're not going to refer to them as Cavaliers. We can just say LeBron. Can yeah, we LeBron. just talk about? Okay, cool. Yeah, so I say Celtics will beat LeBron in six. I say Celtics will beat LeBron. Let's see when is their fourth game? Probably Tuesday. Yeah, Monday, roughly, Tuesday, roughly. So let's just say by Wednesday. The next game is Saturday. By Wednesday, the Celtics will be watching the Western Conference Finals, scouting them, trying I don't, to see. I don't think it's going to be that quick. Trying to I, see I, what what's going to happen. LeBron I think it's going to be up more of a fight for LeBron. Nah, I think LeBron's already plotting two, three years in advance. Uh, he, <laughs> you know, he's already done with this team. He sees he's where this is going. Why? Trying yeah, to see, trying to see what cheesesteak restaurants <laughs> Philly has. Oh, you think he's going to Philly? <laughs> Why does everyone I, say? I, I, I don't think he's going to Philly. Okay. I, I really don't think he's going to Philly. He might be seeing. He might be trying to visit Boston, seeing the lobster rolls they have. Maybe Boston will be the spot. Nah, he's coming to Atlanta. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you're you're very funny about that one. Have you seen? You the know city? that is not happening at all. This is the city right here. It's going to be LeBron, Atlanta. Sure, everybody's he'll, he'll come to a team when Dennis Schroeder and John Collins are the best players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. Funny. LeBron. That's hilarious, LeBron. If you if you're watching or listening, <laughs> watching. If, you, if you're listening to this man, come through Le- to LeBron the coming to Atlanta. That's yeah. funny. Come That's through, hilarious. He, I say LeBron will stay in the, in Cleveland. I know, I know. Yeah, it's gross, crazy. But I think it's gonna happen. He's gonna stay in Cleveland, and they're gonna draft Trey Young to make him happy. No, what? No, uh, I, I'm not a Trey oh Young believer. Like, Believe me, I'm not a Trey Young believer. I'm sorry, but, but they will draft Trey Young to make him happy. That thought just made me so nauseous right there. And I'm not trying to hate on Trey Young or anything. I'm just saying, like that, the the loss, the opportunity cost of LeBron staying in Cleveland any longer, especially for the NBA. It's just too expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could do so much more in any other market. But think about where else would LeBron go? Where else can he go? I don't see him going to the Western Conference because, hey, LeBron likes to at least go to the finals. If he goes to the Western Conference, he's not going to the finals unless it's Houston, which I can see happening. No. But I I just don't see him going to the Western Conference. He has caused so much torture and treachery in the Eastern Conference. I don't see him leaving and doing and going somewhere else. I think he has to stay in the Eastern Conference. Could they figure out a way to put him on the Warriors? <laughs> if that happens, I don't think I'm going to be talking about basketball anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be done. 
I'll be done. If, if, if LeBron <laughs> takes a minimum contract just to be on the Warriors, I'm out. I'm out. What are you going to do? Play the Eagle Dollar Roll, come off the bench, six man? I'm right. done. I mean, they need a center. He can do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? Yo, they got Veto the NBA that. Oh, Adam Silver got stepped into his David Stern and they told a trade like David Stern did Chris Paul. Like that cannot happen. So Adam Silver versus LeBron James, who you think is gonna win? Just in a battle of uh I mean well clout versus clout. Who uh, who's got Le- it? Le- LeBron. LeBron, okay. LeBron, LeBron owns the world. It, pretty much. Like exactly. he already owns the Cavaliers, so, so. <laughs> he owns the world. We'll see about that, because you know, Dan Gilbert. He's got something to say. I mean, Dan Gilbert's even trying to leave. He's trying to sell the Cavaliers. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, that, Dan, Dan Gilbert. He's even. He he already know LeBron owns that whole city. Mm. You already know when LeBron l- leaves the stock market, people is going to crash. Like literally, That's true. they lose a lot of money when LeBron leaves because the value of the franchise is probably higher, as high than it will like ever the, be. The and... whole city of Cleveland value rises up. Like <laughs> I think they did a stat. I think it was there Rovell a few years back. He yeah. did a stat that Cleveland just rakes in so much more money for the economy when LeBron when LeBron came back gotcha. to Cleveland. It's like it's it's unheard of for a one athlete to do that to a city. But that's what LeBron does. So I'm, if I had to pick a city, I think LeBron's going to New York to the Knicks. Look, I don't think the Knicks have enough cap room to even sign them at all. It doesn't matter. They can make it work. Whatever. No, they're not going to make they it work. They can figure out. And I don't see LeBron even going to New York either, matter of fact. Okay, maybe Brooklyn. Brooklyn? No, nah, not even. No, nah, nah, not Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn is like in. Brooklyn's a purgatory of the NBA <laughs> right now. I mean, they're still giving picks to the Celtics to this day. Right. Like, they're the purgatory. Okay. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't see him going anywhere else, so I see him stay in Cleveland. What about Carmelo? I mean, I know we probably got to move on, but what, <laughs> what about, about Carmelo? Carmelo? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think Carmelo's going? Uh, if he goes to a number of NBA rosters, <laughs> what about Carmelo? I know Thunder are doing everything in their soul to make sure he doesn't come back. I mean, Carmelo got a team option. He's super overpaid right now, so he's definitely going to keep that team option. But, hey, Carmelo's going to be the Thunder next year because, one, Thunder would not be able to trade him. I don't know who would want him. And, two, like Grizzlies. he's ma- he's about making excess of 30-plus million a year to be in a Thunder. Why, why would he opt out that contract? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, I, I see Carmelo being a Thunder next season. Um, and like I said, I said this earlier before the – Thunder trade to the Knicks for Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott. That was one of the worst trades. I said this before Melo even came. That was one of the worst trades yeah. for the OKC Thunder. Because they already had two ball stoppers. Why they needed a third one? Because he's got that star power, man. He's still Melo. But star power is not going to win you games. I know. As, but as we see. Because he knows how to see. build neon gems inside of uh, Brooklyn buildings. So or, they, or where... Or where I mean, if if you could play with a hood over him like during games, then maybe that would have been a good trade. But but you know they had to do something for Russell. Like that that was probably as best as they could do for Russell. Man. No, if they would have kept Ennis Cantor, that team would have been more competitive. They would have been better. Ennis Cantor actually had an All Star caliber season for the Knicks, but because he played for the Knicks, nobody realized that. I mean, he was one of the many players yeah. who left Russell Westbrook and ended up having playing better. The many, the long list. We did mention that. Yes, the long list of players. And yeah, and speaking of Anthony Bennett, I was actually wanted to get wanted to get on that 2013 NBA draft class who the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> who LeBron could have drafted. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, they were the Cleveland Cavaliers back then. LeBron was in Miami winning championships. Uh, they could have drafted the number two pick, who would happen to be Victor Oladipo, 
Ooh, that's right. Out of Indiana, that's right. Yep. He was the number two pick, bro. But honestly, that was like I'm just looking through this list, and that is one of the worst draft classes of all time. You had Victor Oladipo, third pick was. Third pick was not Alex Len, but that was the fifth pick of the draft. Oh, we just we just got to go through this whole draft class. Third pick was Otto Porter. Okay. Which to, he's decent. Uh, he's decent. Went I to mean, Washington. Not a star, but he's decent. Fourth pick was Cody Zeller. Cody wow. Zeller. Hey, he has... You know what? I was thinking of his brother. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I was his, thinking his, of brother's Tyler Zeller. Even, his brother's worse than him. I was so. thinking of Tyler Zeller. My bad. His brother's worse than him. Uh, uh, six pick with Nerlens Noel. Oh, yeah. Where's Seven pick Ben McLemore. So where do you think Nerlens Noel is going to go? Uh, if he's still in the NBA. Um, what? Nerlens Noel, like, when he, like, basically that Maverick season, his last season, he even played so bad, he was even a backup center. No less than well, I mean, he just got to get his personality in straight. But I'm just looking through this list. You got Ben McElmore, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Trey Burke, CJ McCollum, that was a good pick, number 10. Michael Carter Williams, number 11. Steven Adams was a great pick at number 12. Excellent pick. Kelly, Kelly Olinick. Giannis. Well, yeah. Giannis. This, That's a Giannis. It's weird. Pick. Giannis. But My this would have been one of the worst drafts of all time. But then you see Giannis at number 15. Bro, you got Shane Larkin on here. He's contributing. He's yeah, about Shane to. Shane Larkin's a backup point guard. Dennis Schroeder, that was a great pick at number seventeen. He's about I mean, to win an NBA ring for the Eastern Eastern Conference NBA. Don't they get a ring if you win the Eastern Conference? Uh, they get a paper. You get a certificate. <laughs> they get a certificate. <laughs> then you got uh, Tony Snell. That was a decent pick at number twenty. I mean, oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Decent pick at number twenty. Oh, wait, why you skip your boy, man? Oh, you mean uh. <laughs> Who did I skip? Who did I skip? Mr. Twelfth Man. Mr. Twelfth Man? Who, who, who are you talking about? Man, Solomon Hill. So, man, we ain't talking about that. <laughs> I mean, that's a great pick for him for being a 23rd pick and ended up getting paid as much as he did for doing nothing. I'm just I mean, saying, man. I don't know, but this was one of the worst draft classes of all time. They could have got Giannis that year. But then again, nobody knew Giannis was going to be this good. So you can't you can't blame the Cavaliers for that. But wow, I'm just Anthony looking, Bennett. I'm just looking at the rest of these picks. It's one of the worst draft classes geez. of all time. It's it's they're gonna have they're gonna have a potential Hall of Famer from this draft class in Giannis, but it's also one of the worst draft classes of all time. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. And this is the reason why. They are where they are. Let's say they would have drafted Victor Oladipo. Yeah. They, I mean, they had Deion Waiters back then, and they didn't think Deion Waiters was going to be as trash as he was, even though I was really too high on him. But Anthony Bennett, that was a horrible pick. Yeah, that's true. Horrible. They really lost out on that one. And then, But here's the thing, though. So let's point out the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers, Orlando Magic, consistently picking at the top of the draft, consistently – well, actually, not Cleveland, but um, like the picks in Orlando, they haven't been working out either. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are they? They're still at the bottom, not really doing that much. So, cycling through coaches, uh, it's it's like a. I want to say the picks of Orlando. The picks have actually panned out. The management or or Orlando has been messing them up. So you in think their it's development more of a coaching thing? Tobias Harris, Victor Oladipo, mm-hmm. um, Alfred Payton. Okay. Decent players. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Decent yeah. players. Okay, that's but a good point. What happens? 
Magic will give up on young players too quickly. They gave up on Victor Oladipo too quickly. Look at him now. He's a he's a borderline superstar at this point. Yeah. Then um, you got Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is one of the better forwards that we have in the NBA. I feel like he's Rudy Gay 2.0. Oh, no. He's better than Rudy. He's poor man's mellow. That's what he is. Poor, poor man's mellow. Poor man's prime mellow. So he's a rich man's Rudy Gay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I guess you could say that. I guess you could say He's that. He's a golden gay. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and then uh, you got Alfred Payton. Who is, Alfred Payton's a solid point guard, and they gave up on him too early. Uh, Magic is, is more of management being impatient, one with their coaches and one with their development. Yeah. Well, anyway, we, we, we've already talked. We need to get into the Western because I, I, wa- I want to talk about the Western Conference. All right, let's man. talk about Let, it. Let's go Rockets and, go and Warriors. Uh, I really didn't think the Rockets were going to win a game. I still don't think they'll win the series. So I was surprised to see that they won the game last night. But, um, you know, you got to give them one. The, the Warriors did what they were supposed to do. They stole the game, quote unquote, stole the game. But uh, I don't see this going longer than five games, to be honest with you. There was a stat on game one after the Warriors beat the Rockets of James Harden. And legend has it, he took 72,000. And 37 dribbles that game. <laughs> Did not pass the ball. It was like the ball stayed on James Harden from that one game. The ball barely even switched. Where the plays where literally look, James Harden will bring it up the court. Just dribbling. Still dribbling. Still dribbling. Look around dribbling. Look around dribbling. Does not pass the ball. Then drives into the lane. Misses a layup. <laughs> I'm like... Why is he dribbling so much? There's no ball movement at all, and they're not going to beat the Warriors that way. But then the Rockets changed it up. They switched it up. They started moving the ball more, even though it still went went to mainly Chris Paul and James Harden, but they were utilizing their two point guards. And what happened? P.J. Tucker had a great game. I believe he scored like 22, 20 points. Right. So and he was hitting a lot of threes. They they were getting their players involved, and that's what they need to do to beat the Warriors. But they're not going to do that consistently. They're going to revert revert back to James Harden dribble ball, and because of that, I say Warriors will win in six. Okay, you know what? And I said five, but I was also thinking about this habit that you tend to see because if let's just say that. Um, you know, they do go five games or whatever. I, I don't think the NBA wants to see that. I think the NBA wants – because this series has so many big names attached to it. I mean, you've got Steph, uh, KD, you know, uh, Clay. Then you got Harden, Chris Paul. People want to see if Chris Paul will ever make it past – or ever make it to a championship. Uh, so I feel like the NBA would really want to see – this game get extended at least you know further than five games, so maybe six or seven. So it would not surprise me to see you know a little black and white influencing so what you're going to say on. Is that this is rigged? Yeah, <laughs> rigged? No, just uh, you know, just nudged. Not necessarily uh, rigged. I, I, I'm never believing into any of that. Not necessarily rigged. I'm just saying like you know, just a little push. No, I, I don't believe. It. So, so what you're going to say is the referees are just purposely going to call a game the other way. Okay. So sure. you've been an official before, so you can understand how, you know, it, what you're trying to say. I'm a, I'm a corrupt uh, official. No, I'm just saying you get, I'm not saying you have made the decision, but you can understand how an official say, if they wanted to extend it may make some calls go one way or another. There are a lot of 50, 50 calls. 
and you know it can have an impact on the game so i mean i i sometimes do it after cussing at me the whole game (laughs) exactly right but i mean (laughs) that's that's really the only reason right but uh we you know what i'm saying it just would not surprise me to see this uh get extended i mean that I would love to see this get some uh, attention and love to see this stretch longer than five, six games because James Harden, we've added Chris Paul. They've been billing this as the matchup that we've been waiting for. And quite honestly, I'm kind of tired of seeing the Warriors win. I hate to say it. But. I mean, who isn't tired of seeing the Warriors win? Yeah. I, I want the Rockets to win. Yeah. As a fan, I want the Rockets to win. But as an analyst, I say the Warriors are going to win because, like, the way they play is going to – I mean, even still, they the, the Rockets beat the Warriors. But, one, Stephen Curry wasn't shooting well. Two, Klay Thompson wasn't shooting well. How many games were they are not going to shoot well? Okay, so you know I'm always the type to say, well, this reminds me of the time when. But this kind of reminds me of the time when Stephen Curry was injured. Uh, was at 2015. Yep. And he was coming off of his injuries. And their play game – they lost it, ended up losing to the Cavaliers. I thought that the Warriors were way better than the Cavaliers in that series, but apparently that injury had a lot to do. So that may be something that could come into play, stretch the series longer than seven or up to seven games. It wouldn't surprise me with Stephen Curry's, you know, untrustworthy ankles and untrustworthy knees. Like it would not surprise me if something were to come through and I'm, I'm not saying it's rigged, but I'm just saying that could play a factor. But back in 2015, the Warriors also didn't have Kevin Durant. Ooh. So, yeah. Good so, point. because of that, Warriors are winning in six. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you that one, man. So, is Kevin Durant going to stay with the Warriors? Let's just say everything plays out like we pretty, like we kind of feel like You'll it is. He'll stay with the team that wins championships. Which would be the Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> okay. So, Kevin Durant's going to stay. All right. And um, if he's not going to – and if the Warriors don't win the championship, you're going to see another Players Tribune article <laughs> saying, taking the next step in my life. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that's true. Who's going to do the player Tribune article this year? Who's going to be the player Tribune article this year talking about, you know, taking the next step? Or, or, I say DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins looked like the most likely star yeah. to leave. Or probably Paul George. I think Paul George, like, he, he has no I, – I don't think he has any faith on that team. I don't blame him. I mean, he know, he. I feel like Paul George probably feels like he's bigger than Russell Westbrook, you know? Uh, Paul George is a number one option. You know how I feel about Russell okay, Westbrook, so I'm not. Even, yeah, I'm not even going back there. But I feel like Paul George figures he can do better. Russell, without Westbrook Russell Westbrook needs a Kevin Durant on his team to be the most effective because if he doesn't have that that yin to his yang, then he's just going to be out of control. Dude, I told you that's why they need Demarcus Cousins. That's why I'm trying to see Demarcus Cousins and Russell Westbrook. So, so they can have fist fights on the court. Yeah, absolutely, not work absolutely. <laughs> that's not going to work Absolute out. Absolutely, freaking lutely. That's exactly what I want to see. Uh, but Demarcus Cousins, at least he's going to come. If he if he's not getting the ball, then he's going to have something to say about it. Whereas anybody else, it seems like they all defer to Russell Westbrook a lot. I mean, Paul George, he was able to get his own shots, you know, because he can finesse his way to get himself open. He knows how to navigate the lanes. But DeMarcus Cousins demands the ball. So someone's going to have to give it to him. And if Russell Westbrook wants to, you know, make it further than, you know, the (coughs) – excuse me, guys – make it further than he's been uh, on his own, then he's going to need to, you know, be more – to sacrifice more. Um, So what I was saying – 
uh, who was the player that said that got on television? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dwight Howard even said it. And I sent you the link. Dwight Howard even said that Russell Westbrook's going to have to start uh, sacrificing more and deferring more if he's going to have to go further. It, it's the obvious ir- to the me. The irony in that statement, though. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the reason why he left the Hawks in the first place? Because he didn't sacrifice enough? Um, he, he, he thought he was Dirk Nowitzki trying to shoot jump shots? You know, I think... I have nothing to say. <laughs> no comment. You're right. I can't really say anything to like go against that. But yeah. Yeah, but next on the break. Well, uh, I said Warriors in six, and you say I, I think Warriors in. Well, I said I said five, but like I said, but you're just saying it the would not surprise break me. The game and it's going to be six. Or it seven. would not surprise me if this is somehow stretched to seven. You know, whether it be a weird injury or you know what I'm saying, just people like, oh, I'm sore. You know, but. It would not surprise me this stretch to seven. All right, so I say Warriors in six, you say Warriors in seven. So we got Warriors and Celtics in the final, and that's our prediction for right now. And possibly our next show probably will be around that time. So we'll see if we will be right. Okay. But next on the break, we're going to talk about another team who got eliminated <laughs> in easy fashion, and we got their theme song right here on the Unemployed Sports Report. I'm one of the most notorious slashers in history. I'm the trash man. As you know, they call me the trash man. And I'm here bringing you the trash. And this is what we have on our trash report. Chris, do you hear that? I hear that. What is playing in the background right now is the Toronto Raptors theme song. (laughs) We know it all too well. And that's because LeBron swept the floor with the Toronto Raptors for what I believe is the third straight year in a row. So bad this time that they fired a coach who might very well be the NBA coach of the year in Dwayne Casey. Is the coach of the year, right? Didn't didn't he get the coach of the year job? I mean, you, you know, might get it if Brad Stevens was an MVP award. The Barney so. song, like, I love you, you love me, but the Raptors have no love for Dwayne Casey or their own team. I mean, it's pretty sad. Like, <laughs> And they again. have nothing but fear for LeBron James. <laughs> like, like I swear, like, with DeMar DeRozan, like, you know how the Chucky movies, how the kids be scared of Chucky? Like, that's, <laughs> that's DeMar DeRozan with LeBron James. Like, oh, no, LeBron is coming to get us. DeMar DeRozan looks like Chucky, as a matter of fact. Oh, sorry. Okay, now, now now we're slandering the Raptors <laughs> this, at this point, too. But, I mean, like, look. Okay. The Raptors are the most lifeless team. Like, I'm sorry, Toronto, but your team is a joke right now. I mean, come on, seriously. You got Drake. Why is Drake still your... Why you got Drake-inspired NBA jersey? But Drake... We will never take you seriously if you got an artist-inspired NBA jersey. What you're trying to say is an artist bigger than your whole team? This is why your team gets swept. But, like, given where the Raptors came from, okay, they got to take whatever they can get. So, I mean, if if Drake is going to co-sign you, that's got to mean something. I mean, I'm sure all the people in Toronto were expecting to have Drake, you know, co-sign the team, offer some sort of support because they need all the support. I'm surprised that Drake will be the coach. They do. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, we don't need to see Drake on a basketball court at all. Why man. has Dwayne Casey was been the scapegoat for one? Okay, I mean, you got to do something, and and obviously the the coach is going to have the crosshairs on him. So, the the curse of the coach, the coach of the year curse, it, it was bound to happen to him. You know, but they're not going to be a better team than. I mean, Dwayne Casey, he can't he can't go on the floor and make jump shots. I thought that was Derrida DeRozan and Kyle Lowry's job. At this point, I probably would have broke up the whole team mm-hmm. than to fire Dwayne Casey. They should be thanking Dwayne Casey for even getting this team this far. They got a bunch of no-names who you never heard of last season. Fred Van Vliet, DeLon Wright, OG Anuobi. Like, yeah. You never thought he was going to be this good of a player uh, right. coming out the draft. You got uh, Pascal Siakam, like seriously, the, who are these people? I mean, Dwayne Casey made these guys. How do you think PJ Tucker's feeling right now? You know, he's on a winning team, actually doing yeah, well. Yeah, um, before he used to get sw- he used to get swept and tormented by LeBron, but now <laughs> now he's on a winning team. He's he's just gonna get beat by the Warriors this time, but not gonna get swept. <laughs> right. So like he already he, he he already felt a chance of winning in the conference finals, yeah. like. That never, he never had that feeling before. I mean, so so they they've tried to build this core with um, Kyle Lowry. Let's let's just look at the roster. They tried to build this core with Kyle Lowry, um, Demar Derozan, and um, the guy from the Thunder. I can't even remember what's his oh, name. Oh, Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, who, who, who used to be an elite shot blocker, but now has turned into. Uh, three-point shooting, yet shoots like 25% from the field and doesn't contribute anything to the floor power forward. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that That's what they've been doing, and, and that's what they're going to go with. And like you said, used to be a shot blocker. That was his forte, but, you know, he decided to develop he, in this offensive form. He went from shot format, blocker to right. shot chucker. Shot chucker. <laughs> but, I mean, where do you go with that? Like, So you're saying that you think they should break up the team? I, I'm saying if if they ever want to get past the era of LeBron, which they won't, won't might as well. Because I mean, start rebuilding, do what the Atlanta Hawks did. They they realized they couldn't beat LeBron, so. But they've already they've got like long term Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan long term, right? But hey, you already fired the coach, and you got to do something else. I mean, Demar Derozan, he's going to have a market. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's going to have a market. Okay. I mean, these guys are still star caliber players, so. If you if you need to trade them and blow up the team, then so be it. Nah, I think I feel like that's the wrong move. Uh, I I can't see them, and and you know I can I can see where you're coming with that, but given that that that's just not a good look to sign two players to a long term contract, and or you know year after year, of course, and then give up on them, you know, in, in that situation. Um, we we definitely had high expectations, but I think in the back of our minds, we all knew the Raptors were going to fall short. I mean, I always thought the Raptors were going to fall short. I just never thought they were going to get swept gotcha. again. Gotcha. They never had a win against LeBron <laughs> in the past three years. I mean, Cleveland was the better team, hands down. Oh, Cleveland, we all know that. Cleveland no, was LeBron the was the better team. Le- right. I'm sorry, guys. I got to put like a dollar in a bucket every time I say the C word. <laughs> LeBron was a better team than the Raptors, but still. They were the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And you came and went register one win. When a team that doesn't even have Kyrie Irving and Golden Hayward is currently beating that same team 2-0. What happened if the Celtics faced the Raptors and that, that same thing happened? It probably would have been the same thing, you know? Probably would have been the exact same thing. I mean... That would have been interesting, though, to see Dwayne Casey versus Brad Stevens. Maybe a little bit of uh, coaching back and forth, but 
you know, it, it's just tough, man. Like, you, you really can't blame Dwayne Casey at the end of the day. So, once again, it's just like we talked with the Magic. Maybe we're in the same boat with the Raptors. What do you think? Oh, well, the Raptors are going to turn to the Magic sooner or later making these decisions. I'm just, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Dwayne Casey, I feel like Dwayne Casey followed the previous coach who won Coach of the Year and now is, on, uh, what's his name, Sam Mitchell? Because uh, Sam Mitchell was the coach before Dwayne Casey, I believe, right? Yeah. When Coach of the Year got fired. Sam Mitchell won Coach of the Year? I feel like he did. I, I mean, we can talk about Avery Johnson for the Dallas Mavericks. I know he got That fired. was like 2011 or I don't know. That was a while ago. Sam Mitchell, but I feel like I know it, is seems Dwayne to be a, Casey's <laughs> thousand times better of a coach than Sam Mitchell. <laughs> This, but still, this seems how, to be a, a habit for the Raptors, you know, to constantly fire coaches after they get coach of the year. That's I'm just saying it's not a good look, man. They're just Drake is not a good look, in my opinion. Oh, not at all. Um, <laughs> they need um, who, who is a rapper that they could sign on to their scene to give them some, you know, give them a good look, give them some good. Clout. I mean, LeBron bodied this singing ninja. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I can't. I can't tell you what they could do. I'm, I'm trying to see. Remember that draft pick who, when he he was from like Brazil, and uh, they Lucas said Nogueira. No, no, I don't feel like it was him. It was another Bruno. One. Bruno. They're yeah. both, both Brazilians. Bru- okay, gotcha. both got drafted by the Raptors. Bruno, two years away from being two. Two years, years away. away from being two. That's exactly what and I was I saying. made a tweet saying hey. that same thing. When when <laughs> when um I forgot who said it, but when they said that, I'm like translation out of NBA in three years. <laughs> I was actually wrong. He was out of the NBA in four years. I thought he's still on the roster, though. Was he? Did he get traded? I believe he got traded. I'm going to look it up right here. Okay. Oh, he did get traded. Yep. (laughs) Oh, I hate that for him because I'm looking at the team he was traded to. Yeah, out the NBA. So I actually got it wrong by a year. He was out of the NBA in four years. Yeah. He last played for the Reno Bighorns D-League. And he is, yeah, the D-League affiliate for the Sacramento Kings. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if you if you are and it's a G League now, if you are a G League affiliate for the Sacramento Kings, I mean, <laughs> you might as well be out the NBA. I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like I can make the G League affiliate for the Sacramento Kings at this point. Dude, we could throw the Kings into the trash report also, along with the oh, Raptors. The Kings been in the trash report. They they they've been in the bottom of the dumpsters. Like they 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 they've been trash. Like, when was the last time the Kings made the playoffs? I feel like it was when they had. I felt um, like I was probably uh, wearing a diaper. <laughs> Back then, but not just kidding. They made it last time. They made it was when they had Chris Webber, Page. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Mike when, Bibby. When the Lakers um, put them in the grave, apparently. Yeah, and you had a. That's when you had the rigged officials. Back then, <laughs> that's when you had Tim Donahue. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. That's when you had the rigged officials back that's, then. It's a whole. So so there. so basically, you're probably foreshadowing something. I'm Maybe the NBA still rigged. I'm know? just telling you. So Tim Donahue must have been the fall guy. You know. Oh, there uh, was a lot of... It wasn't just him. Yeah. It was literally the whole staff. Right. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Speaking of damn shames, though, have you, have you ever want to relive your hoop dreams? Oh, Did gosh. Did you ever feel like going back into the past and like, you know what? Let me go back through the school circuit. I want to I always play the basketball team, the varsity basketball team. Did you ever feel like... Faking your birth certificate, changing your name, you know, going back to high school, being on your R. Kelly, having a fourteen-year-old girlfriend. What? Uh, I was, yeah. Hold on now. <laughs> um, you know, 
I feel where you're going with that because we've got this uh, crazy individual over here trying out for, or not even trying out, but uh, playing on high school basketball teams as a full-fledged adult. Not only as an adult in the sense that you're like 18 and older, this guy was 25 years old, meaning his his auto insurance is at the, he's at the point where his auto insurance is going down. And uh, all of a sudden he's getting caught up. Uh, play. Who does that? So, no, I, I have never, at, at any point past 21, I have never wanted to go back to high school, especially to play basketball, at the very least. Maybe to increase my GPA. But. I mean, hey, I thought about it. I mean, going, going back to McKeechern, you know, 25 years old, if I just repair my ACL a little bit, you know, <laughs> just, just try to be the star point guard and all. But, look, having a 14-year-old girlfriend part, like, like what is he trying to be on? Is R. Kelly? I know you don't get it. Get, Get out of that one. What's this guy's name? Oh, I forgot. I already it is Sydney Bouvier, Killstrap, <laughs> Portly. What's or go- he also got by Rayshawn Richardson. What's going on, Dallas? Like, what, y'all need to be on top of that kind of stuff. Because he, uh, that- he dropped 40 points, too, like in, in one of the games. So, like, okay, this guy's nice. And then you found out this guy's 25 years old. I'm just saying, like, how does a 25 year old appear to be? Like, you're 25. I would never assume that you were 17. Um, I, I I do get mistaken to being 18, but you know. And if you were 17, I would never assume that you're a freshman. <laughs> so why are you enrolling? Well, we, what, yeah, we didn't even talk about that point. How are you? How did you pose as a 17 year old freshman? Freshman. Who? Seven. Wait. How, so how how are you just walking down the street, go to the prison office, like, oh yeah, I'm a 17 year old freshman. How how does how do you let that fly? That's. What are your past records? How do they let you even get into the school? Yeah, that's a good point. Let's see where this is. A background check. So they expect you to be a 21-year-old senior? A background check showed that the person who presented himself as Richardson previously had been enrolled in two other high schools, meaning whoever's doing the background checks over there or whatever company they have doing background checks, uh, we need to take a look at that. Definitely need to take a look at that. <laughs> I, never not, I never thought it was this easy. Mm. Really? So if I ever wanted to start life again, I can and then, of course, I mean, hey, for the people listening to this, I want you to go to Google, <laughs> just search 25-year-old high school student. Look at this guy's picture. This guy does not look like he is <laughs> is a 17-year-old at, at all. Like, bro, he barely even looks like he's 25. Man, I, but like, to, you know, just the fact that he's dating, the, the worst part, honestly, is that Oh, that's he, by far the worst the part. The 14-year-old girl part, like, what, what are you doing? That's by far the worst part. Like, and you know, I don't mean to talk bad about Dallas. I'm sorry, Dallas education system. I'm sure is a fine institution. You know, it, <laughs> uncle, uncle. You know, I got one of my uncles working there. You know, who oh, you okay, are. Okay. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm sure my uncle and mine. I'm sure you guys are. You know, doing great things in Dallas. So every school but this one. Uh, <laughs> but like seriously, um, this would like like I was talking to you earlier. This would never fly in Memphis um, in the, in the Memphis school circuit because first of all, there's so much scrutiny on the basketball there. Let somebody attempt to put a 25 year old in any situation or even a, a 17 year old and put him in as a freshman. There's there's so much. Uh, dare I say? tattletaling going on because uh, there, there's a lot of slime in that circuit so it, it's had to get cleaned up a couple of times so I, I'm not surprised but this I, I'm surprised this flew in Dallas because this is something that I could never imagine happening so, in my so hometown think about it he, want, he wanted to do this for four years 
Because, look, he so enrolled he as a freshman for a reason. So by the time he was about 29 years old, he'll apparently be 21. Yeah. He would have been 29 coming out of high school. <laughs> what if he gets recruited by Duke or something? Duke. He'll be 30 years old. <laughs> Bro. Posing as a fresh college freshman. You are 11 years behind schedule. What are you doing, dog? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? And like I'm sorry, Hillcrest High, you get you get you get the trash report. Not not Sydney Jovier, jo, whatever his name is. He he gets trash for dating the 14 year old. Yeah. But you get a trash report for accepting this guy in your school. Well, actually, do, do they really? I mean, they were winning games. They probably already know. Like this this dude is obviously as old as the coach. Probably said like, hey, this dude is obviously as old as me. But hey, he's winning us games. Yeah. So hey, I don't care. There's a Hillcrest High in Memphis. Um, if he would have gone to that school, he would have gotten. Blown up. I mean, immediately. He, immediately. he won District 11 5A Offensive Player of the Year. So, fired up. Got 34 points and 15 rebounds in one yeah. game. I mean, I mean, he's he needs to be trying to like. We'll see if he's trying to get into the AARP or something like that. Before. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be his next endeavor, man. Oh, see if I can be for insurance young, in high school, young enough and get into the AARP or something like that, man. But that's a crazy yeah. story, bro. Seriously. So, uh, I mean, we we, ha- we had stories like that with O.J. Mayo. I mean, O.J. Mayo posed as two years younger than what he really was. Shabazz Muhammad posed as, like, three years younger than what he really was. Yep. And that really hurt the draft stock because he was supposed to be the next Kobe. Yep. But, I mean, yeah, as we, as we know, he's now, like, like forgotten backup the Milwaukee Bucks. But, so, it, while we're on that subject, let's talk about the draft lottery. Mm. Please, 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 because uh, I would like to I don't really I didn't really have a trash report, but I just want to kind of like now that I think about it, let's trash all these teams that are tanking because, first of all, I'm not a fan of tanking. I know we see Philadelphia. uh, Apparently, some people would say it worked, but is it worth going through how many losing seasons? Five, four or five losing seasons just to get where they are now. Would you say that it's worth uh, having awful records and trashing four or five seasons? Because, I mean, a season is a lot of resource, a lot of money, a lot of time. Uh, there are people who are probably fans that have gone away and, you know, or passed away and they're not getting to enjoy it right now. Was it worth is it worth you know, having four losing seasons, four or five losing seasons, just to get where, let's say, where the Philadelphia 76ers are now. Oh, it was so worth it. What? You got two game-changing players on your team right now. Okay. Possibly a third one in Markel Fultz. I'd rather be this than be the Atlanta Hawks and be very good but never good enough to beat LeBron. Okay. Well, I'd rather be that. Oh, that's a good point. And I find it somewhat suspect that the 76ers and the Cavaliers are able to get all these number one draft picks all these all this time, you know, in order to enable something like this. Because some teams, whenever they tank, it doesn't seem to work out for them, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, it, It doesn't seem like you guys ever get like. You know, certain teams don't ever seem to get the benefit whenever they New York Knicks. have it. <laughs> New York Knicks. Cough, cough. <laughs> you know, so I'm not a fan of tanking. I, I think it's disgraceful. Uh, I think it's a black guy for the game. And it, it's it really just kills, like, my drive to really care about sports. Like, it, it, it should be about every single team putting out the best product that they can every single year. That's the way that I, I imagined it should be. And, and you know, I don't I just don't know where this is coming from. Um, I mean, hey, taking taking to me is smart. Take 
I look, I watch the game as fan as a fan, mm-hmm. but I also watch the game in a kind of a managerial perspective. Okay, like how would I manage this team? What do I need to do to this team for this team to succeed? And like you said, look at the Philadelphia 76ers. They they've been arguably the worst team in the NBA for like two seasons straight at one point. Like the worst team ever in the NBA. Not just the worst team that season, the worst team ever. Okay. But that was just a small sacrifice to pay to get guys like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, um, Dario Saric, Markel Fultz. That was just a small price to pay. And you know, during that tanking, what also helped them, it made them find players that were like diamonds in the rough, like Robert Covington. If they didn't do the tanking situation, they wouldn't find a guy like Robert Covington or or TJ McConnell because they wouldn't probably have gotten a chance anywhere else. Okay. So tanking is good in those aspects. So let's let me just take a look. Okay, so they finished third this year. All right. Yep. 2016, last season. Um, let's see, where did they finish? Second to last. Look okay. at that big jump. Second to last That's in their conference. because they were tanking. 2015, they finished last in the Eastern Conference. 2014, 2015, second to last. 2013 season, they finished second to last. So and you know, you know what stayed? The head coach. Right. They didn't fire the head coach. He got an extension. That's, exactly. So here's here's Patience. a funny thing. And look Brett, what happened. Brett Brown has probably you know if we're if we're looking at his tenure, I'm not even going to pull it up, but we already know it's probably what like point three something, you know, point two winning percentage by that record. That's not even fair for him. He got an extension, right? You know, and he he might even get another I extension mean, this year for all we that know. Team. That team was the worst, con- a simple team ever. That was not his fault at all. For he gets an extension. Bad. Dwayne Casey, coach of the year, um, he's fired. And and you know what? What Raptors are going down, Sixers are going up. That's a perfect correlation for that. Okay, so we'll have to like put a post-it note on that one. We'll have to see where the Raptors going to be next year, where the 76ers going to be next year, because, I mean, that that is a very good, I guess, parallel or paradox, whatever. That's a very good, you know, way to point out like the intersection of two franchises' fortunes. You know, let's see where they go. But I just feel like it's kind of unfair that you have one coach who, despite the fact that his roster has been kind of garbage, you know, hasn't won a lot of games, and he gets an extension. What What can you do? On he a keeps team? his job for roughly six seasons. Meanwhile, you have a coach who you know got the team to the to the top. You know what I'm saying? Winning, having the best record in the Eastern Conference, and he's fired. What like, can you do on a team where at one point you had gross. a lineup with TJ McConnell, Nick that's Stauskas, why, that's why, Noel? That's why tanking is disgusting. That's why it is. It is just an awful. You know, nuisance, just a a, a cowardly move. Beautiful. It is cowardly. Tanking That's why I can't stand it. the reason why Celtics had Ray Allen, Rondo, um, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett on their team. Because if they didn't tank so bad to get those high draft picks, they wouldn't have been able to get them. Okay, but how many seasons did Tanking they have to go through? is the reason why Celtics got this team they got today. Okay, but how many seasons did they have to go through in order to get that team? And actually, they had Paul Pierce, okay? So they had Paul Pierce back in 2002 yeah, through, Pierce. you know, all the way through his tenure there. So they had, right, but, but they, they had, had like one or two kind of off seasons then they made the trades to acquire uh ray allen uh and kevin garnett because kevin garnett wanted out of minnesota so that kind of worked in that situation but like to go let's let's just say in the 76 is the reason why cavaliers got 
Kevin Love. But I feel like tanking is also the reason why, let's just say, teams like the Memphis Grizzlies are I mean, LeBron got Kevin Love. My bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I got you. But, like, tanking is the reason why the Memphis Grizzlies are where they're at right now. A team in a small market who, you know, they say that they're dying for uh, somebody to come in there. They're trying to get a superstar. And and maybe they will get one at the fourth uh, with the fourth pick. But, like... I just don't see that that's the way to go. So like, it's, believe, it's cowardly. You don't believe in the prophecy of Sam Hinkie? No, I don't. No. I do not trust the process. I do not trust the process. You don't believe process. in Hinkieism? No, I, absolutely not. I do not. I think it's, it's a cowardly move in my You're opinion. not a believer that's in just not the way. That's just not the way that I was brought up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I like to see competition. I like to see everybody giving their best like at all times. I like to see competition, too. But, if, look, if I'm... If I'm an owner of the Eastern Conference team, and let's say, let's say I am the Raptors, and I just noticed, like, the team I have constructed mm-hmm. is not going to beat LeBron James, no matter what coach I have, no matter what. Because DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, that nucleus is never, ever going to beat LeBron James. So, what do I have to do? I have to think for the future. I got to think about post-LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I got to think about getting future world-beater type players like Ben Simmons, just future franchise players who whose primes will be when LeBron James is in his twilight of his career or possibly retired. I got to think about life after LeBron James. So I got to... I basically got to trade away all my dead weight right now, uh-huh. trade away my star players, acquire picks, rebuild that team, be extremely bad for about a few years, about probably about five years, mm-hmm. who knows, and then get these, uh, while doing that, just draft these young players, number one picks, make sure you got to draft well, or else you could be like what the Cavaliers and with Anthony Bennett, as we mentioned, make sure you draft well. And then what, what do you know? You probably got two or three franchise-changing players on your team. Suns are doing it right now, as we mentioned with DeAndre Ayton. That's a franchise-changing player right there if he has his head on straight. Then you got Devin Booker, okay. DeAndre Ayton, and Josh Jackson. That's a big three right there. Okay. And they might have future draft picks. I don't see them being good next season, even with DeAndre Ayton. So. Let, let me, because you mentioned Sam Hinkie. I, I just want to search and see, you know, how tanking has benefited Sam Hinkie. He sacrificed Hinkie. himself for where, the good of the franchise. Let's see what he's doing right now. Oh, wait, what? He sacrificed himself like Jesus Where's did on the cross. That, <laughs> that's what he did. Where is he at right now? That that is the rule of Hinkyism. Oh, you gotta say so he sacrificed himself to get a team that he really just has zero affiliation for. I mean, other than getting paid probably, you know, decently for four to five I mean, years. That's when Philly didn't have patience on. It was the prophecy of Sam Hinky. <laughs> Sam Hinky was ahead of his time. But then Sam Hinkie get a job. He got his job back. Where? I don't. With who? Now this is the time where we go on research, because there was a team who believed in Hinkieism. So Sam Hinkie got his job. I, I'm just. I, I'm not a fan of this. Like. So, great, granted, you know, it seems to have worked out. But my whole point is, obviously, with the loss of it, you know, the fact that he's not even with the organization anymore, which is kind of questionable, especially given the uh, recent hire, hiring of the front office that the 76ers had at the beginning of this season and the beginning of last season. But I just don't feel like four to five seasons of losing, it, it's disrespectful to your fan base, you know? 
There's pro- he doesn't have a job right now, but you know what? Because Sam Hinkie is just spreading his prophecy through the masses. <laughs> if the NBA becomes a league, or any sports team for that matter, becomes a, a league where they are sacrificing two seasons, two to three seasons of losing just so that they can get, you know, a number of high draft picks and build a team. I'm done. You know, I'm done. I'll I'll go. I'd have to find something else because like you can't. That's why a lot of people seem to like college sports a lot more because you can't tank in college sports and uh, have any benefit from tanking. You have to put forth a good team every single season. So maybe that's why people are gravitating towards college, especially in football, because uh, tanking it, there is no tanking. You lose, you're going to be out the door. So that's why I like comp- competitive. And that's why I like I mean, the spirit in, of competition. In college, it's which, always like the same schools that get all the best players. So there, there's that. But those same schools that get all the best players, as we saw, you know, as we see, have seen more recently in the NCAA tournaments, for example, uh, those same schools that get the best players are getting knocked out by these teams that have these uh, seasoned veterans, these kids who are staying in college longer or even in college football, you know, with University of Central Florida going undefeated um, and not even getting to the championship, which I mentioned last show, and I'm not going to go there. But um, <laughs> if you look at the record, you'll see a bunch of schools that are, you know, they're, they're playing because they, they want to play. They have that heart. And so maybe there's like, we're at this point in life where there are two different kinds of fans. Okay. There's the you, the younger version who, you know, you've got your life ahead of you. You've got way more years ahead of you than I do. So, yeah, you can afford to see your team give up three to four seasons. But me, I'm a little bit older. I need my I'm team. like 32. I okay. Mean. I mean, yeah, 32. But, you know, every the older you get, every single minute, every single day, every single week, month, year, decade means more because you have less ahead of you than you do behind you. So if I'm going to be a fan of a team and you're going to tell me, hey, just give us three, you know, two to three years, and I then mean, we're, we're just going to crap on the seasons this year? Absolutely not. I would I would not accept that. I mean, as a fan, I don't want to see the Hawks suffer like they're going to suffer for the probably next five years because they are going in full tank mode. <laughs> but just from a business perspective and developing your team, I, I, I've, I wholeheartedly agree with it. Because what was the Hawks going to do when they had their team of Jeff T, Kyle Korver, Damari Carroll, Al, Al Horford, and Paul Millsap? They weren't beating LeBron. Sure, they might be first place in the Eastern Conference, but mm-hmm. just like the Raptors, when it comes to LeBron James, they're going to get swept. But- so, so, I mean, I agree with the standpoint. Like, you know what? You can't win with just like regular all-star players. You gotta get a superstar to win a championship. And if you're going in the era of LeBron, you gotta wait till he's past his prime so you can finally probably be the top team in the East. And I made this point last year on another part podcast on uh Bougie Black Brothers podcast <laughs> where uh I I said this with the Celtics when they had Isaiah Thomas as the best player on the team. I said that you know what? If I was the Celtics right now, I would trade Isaiah Thomas, yeah. which they actually did. Yeah. Because I would either trade him or I just won't sign him. Yeah, I would trade him because I wouldn't sign him for his his that contract because I'm not signing a 5'9 player approaching 30 uh, like to a max contract 
when you're playing the same conference of LeBron because the only reason I was signed to that contract if I believe that player can beat LeBron James. Okay. And that player was not going to beat LeBron James. So I'll trade him, and with all the draft picks they had, I would. I, I originally said, because I didn't think they are going to trade for Jason Tatum, draft Markel Fultz as the replacement, and hopefully... During his prime, LeBron would be out of his prime, so he would lead them to a championship. <laughs> what does that say to the five nine kid who's you know trying who who dreams of being the top player in the league? Tough luck. Oh well, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know we wanted we we want to tell you that you can be anything you want to be, but. In these examples, obviously not because I mean, I'm a we're not going kid to, who had hopes of being an NBA, <laughs> and I had to be realistic. We're not going to believe, even if you're you're putting up that production, even if you're you know carrying your team on your back to the Eastern Conference Finals all the way to a Game Seven. We're just going to throw you away because uh, you know it, it doesn't matter. You're just a five nine player approaching well, thirty. Well, look we don't at believe Isaiah Thomas today, and and look that I'm right. <laughs> okay, but he had an injury. Okay, so this season we could throw away. Um, there are tons of players who are taller than 5'9", who have, you know, haven't panned out. So I'm just saying it goes both ways. Like, there, my point is there are mixed messages. And then when we get into tanking, what when we get into tanking, when we get into this idea of, um, you know, just saying, well, I don't believe you're going to do this despite your production. I, I just don't believe... We're, the things that we value now or the things that are valued now, especially in sports and in the NBA, and I know you mentioned from a business point of view, um, the the value of these franchises, it lasts, it, it goes into the value of the franchise, or excuse me, the, the real profit or the best part of the business side, it goes into the value of the franchises. Like when they buy these teams, they're not necessarily looking to turn a profit, you know what I'm saying, uh, year over year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's nice to have a positive profit margin, but as an owner, you're looking to basically buy a team at a low price, build it up, sell it once the price gets high. And I mean, I guess if you want to give up a couple of years, you know what I'm saying, in order to do that, if that's your motive, then that's cool. But when I, you know, what, what my idea of what a sports franchise, especially as they try to sell it, the way that they're trying to sell it to these teams. Oh, we're a part of the city. We're a part of the community. You know, we're doing all of these great things when the truth is it's just about these greedy, you know, values such as tanking and uh, these greedy values such as throwing away assets just just because like we don't believe it's look at the 76ers. It's it's disgusting to me and and it's cowardly. They got the fans to buy into the trust the process tagline. So they the fan, the fans were heavily invested even when they were losing because they really believed once Joel Embiid comes back from his injury, once Ben Simmons, after he sits out his rookie year, they fully believe once these guys get on the floor, they're going to be ready to take the NBA by storm, which they did. So they, they, uh, Sixers got the fans to buy into this concept. So these fans were always passionate during their losing seasons because they fully believed that once they get their picks, they would turn it around, so, which they did. We'll have to see where the, like I said, like we said earlier, we'll have to see where the 76ers go because um, they made it to the third place. They were the darling, the story of the year. That's e- great. Either way. So if, so it, let's, let's it, just say that if the 76ers actually, you know, are in the bottom half of the um, standings last year or even lower, where, you know, how does that make the tanking look at that point? Like where where are we gonna go there? So 
in that case, in order for this to be successful, because I, I mean, third place that that is an improvement over last year. But yeah, third place but, from second to last, we would never, we never expected the Sixers to be this good, right? This early, right? And th- I mean, there are a couple of other factors that go into their success outside of just the fact that they're taking there. There's a the league is so dynamic. You know what I'm saying? There are 30 teams vying for you know a championship all at the same time. So next year could be totally different from this year. So let me ask you this question. Where do the 76ers have to finish next year, in your opinion, in order for this to not be a failure? Or is it already set in stone that I feel this like is it's already success? set in stone. Okay. This is successful. Unless they completely get out of the unless they finish like seventh or lower. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's already successful All right. right now. Do you think the 76ers could have beat the could have beat LeBron? I caught myself. You see. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you you did. But uh 76ers, no, nah, not yet. Not yet. But you know what? Ben Simmons is still young. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is still young. All under 25 years old. Dario Sarge is still young. Markel Fultz is still young. Um they're going to get another draft pick again. I believe they got the 10th pick of the draft. Yeah. So how are they so, going to pay all these people, though? Huh? How are they going to pay all these That's players? That's probably going to have to figure out for later. Like, OKC had to when they had Harden, Durant, and Westbrook, and Ibaka. They had, to, they had to trade one. They had to trade Harden. Sixers might have to trade Fultz, for all we know. Yeah, I mean, that's cause, a good point. Because it looks like Fultz and Simmons, who knows? They might not be able to play together since Simmons is a point guard. But Sixers even think Simmons was going to be this much of a point guard even getting, coming from the draft. They knew that. They probably drafted Jason Tatum. Well, I mean, I'm, lear- I'm learning from you. Um, I think we've got a really good point. I, that's what I like about this dynamic that we have because we both yeah. have different perspectives. I think tanking is just – it should be a crime. It should be a federal crime. And I think, and I think uh, <laughs> tanking is like – one of the should like, doctrines that Hinky set out for us should be to, rewarded with a lottery or <laughs> some yeah. winning and something. So it's just I, I'm not a fan of tanking. It, it's just gross. So, but it I will I will. I'm not saying that your point is not valid. I just can't get down with the tankings. I mean, especially especially coming from Memphis. I mean, you guys have done this before, and then like you got this like back in 2009. But you, not always successful. As you we, you blew the the pick on Hashim the beat, and yeah, then that's what I'm you saying. know Tank like, is not always successful. We could <laughs> even look back to the Magic again. So it it depends on who you draft. It's still a art a skill in itself. It depends on your scouting who you draft. Like Suns right now, right? Like, they struggle with Devin Booker. Devin Booker's look like a franchise player. Josh Jackson could be a franchise player. So maybe they get DeAndre Ayton. That may be the well, turnaround. You know, it's funny how certain teams seem to get these top three picks uh, when they tank more often than not, uh, while other teams, when they tank, don't you know experience the well, same I mean, benefit. Suns were the worst team. Like and Cleveland, that's the fourth straight year, the worst team. Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you know, they had the number one pick, what, like, they had uh, two straight years. Two straight years at that, uh, or or three out of the last. Oh yeah, two yeah two roughly out of three, three out of the last uh, three. Basically, before you know they had their recent success. And they had three, three out of three the top five previous five, three five years. right? Uh, the seventy sixers, you know, constantly they had the top pick. What was it last year with Markel Fultz, um, Ben Simmons, and you know, plenty of years. So it's it's just uh, I can't get down with it, bro. But I, I digress. Mean, I know. I'm I'm a firm believer of Hinkyism, 
And look, guys, if you're a firm believer in Higgyism, you know, drop a comment, send a message, do whatever. I mean, we we gotta we gotta stay in spirit. We should for like, Higgyism. We should create like a poll. That's why we need to get our social media handles oh, for this oh, page yeah, going oh, on. Yeah, we slipping. So that way, we slipping. Yeah, <laughs> we falling. We man, we slip and fall and can't get up. So know? in that case, what is your social media? Uh, right now, it is King of Kickball. Still, um, I think that's. Probably going to change. I'm gonna have to update that handle. Yeah, right. Um, You actually have to be good at hooping for that. Um, But yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to update that. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could do the uh, USR. I'll just change it to the USR. All right, that sounds good. And my Instagram handle and Twitter handle is Omonero. That's S E Y I A O M O N I R A. And if you want to know how to spell that again, just rewind it back because I'm not saying it again. <laughs> or you just look at the description. I mean, yeah, he's friends with Kings of Kickball too. So uh, check yeah. him out there. You can find him there. And let us know, man, what kind of stuff would y'all like to hear? Absolutely. Cause, All right. Uh, Otherwise, we're just going to talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah, let us know, please. I love the feedback. Say anything. Look, if you hate this show, let me know. If you love this show, let me know. Just say something. Yeah. All right. And so now we are signing out here. We would let you know when our next show is. So this is the Unemployed Sports Report. Me, Shea Omanera, and Christopher Emanuel. We are out. Ching-ping.